At this year's Oscars, Oppenheimer took home the award for Best Picture, Emma Stone and Robert Downey Jr. also picked up wins, and Ryan Gosling brought the Kennergy. For a recap of all the highlights, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Live from NPR News in New York City, I'm Duahli Saikautau. President Biden tried to show solidarity on Ukraine during his Friday meeting with Italy's far-right prime minister, Georgia Maloney. He told her that the U.S. and Italy have each other's backs, and he added, We also have Ukraine's back. That's why I'm urging the House of Representatives to pass the legislation that allows us to, in a bipartisan way, continue to support Ukraine now. They need the security bill now. The Senate, including 22 Republicans, voted to pass a bill that would help send billions of dollars to help Ukraine in its war effort to push back and end what is now going on more than two years. So far, House Speaker Mike Johnson has not yet held a vote on the foreign aid bill. Meanwhile, the State Department is considering other means of temporarily funding Ukraine to help stop Russian advances. Michigan Republicans are holding their presidential caucuses in Grand Rapids Saturday after moving the event from Detroit. As we hear from Michigan Public Radio's Rick Pluta, some Republicans are crying foul. Former President Donald Trump will almost certainly win the caucuses, but Republicans here have something else to fight about. There's a bitter division over the removal of the last party chair following an 11-month tenure that was marked by infighting and broken finances. Now her supporters say they're being denied credentials. The new leadership says that's because they ignored registration deadlines. They're playing games, and, and we're, we've had enough. We're done. That's Katie Niss, chair of the Grand Traverse County Republican Party. Her congressional district will convene its own caucus to select national convention delegates. There could be others. If their delegates aren't recognized, they could take their fight to the Republican National Committee. For NPR News, I'm Rick Pluta in Grand Rapids, Michigan. A New Jersey businessman charged alongside U.S. Sen- Senator Bob Menendez in a bribery case has pleaded guilty. As NPR's Ryan Lucas reports, he's also agreed to cooperate with prosecutors. Jose Uribe entered his guilty plea during a hearing in federal court in Manhattan. He pleaded guilty to seven counts in all, including conspiracy to commit bribery, obstruction of justice, wire fraud, and tax evasion. In court papers, Uribe admits to paying for a Mercedes-Benz convertible for Senator Bob Menendez's wife. Prosecutors say in return, Menendez sought to interfere in a New Jersey state criminal prosecution. Uribe was one of four people charged alongside Menendez in the case. He is the first to plead guilty and agree to cooperate with the government. Menendez is accused of accepting hundreds of thousands of dollars in bribes. He has pleaded not guilty. The case is scheduled to go to trial in May. Ryan Lucas, NPR News. Washington. On Wall Street, stocks finished higher, capping off another strong week. Tech stocks included DEL led today's rally. This is NPR. Celebrated style maker Iris Apfel has died at the age of 102. She died at her home in Palm Beach, Florida, and Presnetta Ulibi has this remembrance. Iris Apple was a late-in-life fashion celebrity. With splashing museum retrospectives, documentaries, and an autobiography that came out when she was in her 90s. For decades, Apple ran a well-respected interior design firm, but it was her personal style, she told NPR in 2015, that made her famous. Loads of big, bright jewelry and her signature saucer-sized spectacles. And everybody would say, my God, why do you wear them so large? And I would say, the bigger to see you. But Iris Apple was also seen. 
not only for her design work, but as a professional model. She signed with a top agency when she was 97 years old. Neto Ulibi, NPR News. The University of Florida announced on Friday that it no longer has an office or staff devoted to diversity, equity, and inclusion. According to a memo made public, the university eliminated at least 13 full-time positions and some 15 administrative posts to comply with the state's new mandate prohibiting public funds for DEI programs. America is a multiracial democracy. We see California 80% of public school children are non-white. The reality is we have to educate all Americans on this this historical demographic reality. That's Dr. David Canton with the African American Studies Program at the University of Florida, speaking on ABC News. I'm Dua Lisa Kautau, NPR News.